I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to... Two Girls Watch TV. Is that like a gentle sigh? That's a, it's time to record the podcast. So, this is, you know what I like about this? What? This setup that I have right here. It's like forcing me to relax, right? <laughs> like, I can't be too close to the microphone, but I also, like, can't be leaning over because it's right there. So, I'm like, my th- this setup is like, Christina, you, ha- you have to chill out. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> Did you ever see, um... Say anything with Jeremy Piven, who's like so hyper and all over the place. Did you ever see the movie Say Anything? I don't think so. Jeremy Piven is in that. A young Jeremy Piven, 1980s movie, John Cusack, what a hunk. Anyway, <laughs> he is this super hyperactive guy, and there's one point where John Cusack has to grab him and be like, You need to calm down! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it. really have a whole lot of chill. I have like some chill, but like not. It goes away very quickly. Like my patience. <laughs> <laughs> Those two things work together. Uh, do we have a good segue for this? Mm, I feel like this character has a lot of patience. He has a lot of something. And not a lot of other things. It's, okay, well, let's just dive right into this. Today we are talking about the Hulu original series, Rami. And in case you are wondering where the Hulu original series is streaming... <laughs> Please, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> shock, shock, surprise, surprise, Hulu. Oh. <laughs> oh. Would you look at that? Did you watch Hulu in college? Did we have Hulu in college? Yes, because that's where I used to watch Glee back when I was super into Glee. And you're like, man, what a weird show. It touched a nerve, okay? I'm not going to go into that. My that's a whole story. <laughs> Okay, we don't have time for a Glee argument right now. But I think I did because I I think at that point you could get Saturday Night Live on it. And I wanted to watch, like, all of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it was more of, like, a free service where, like, networks were just testing out how to stream mm, their... Free. <laughs> mm. I mean, you still had to watch ads. I still watch ads. I pay $5.99 a month and I still watch ads. Obviously, this isn't a plug because I'm up, my voice is upset. You pay five ninety nine for a Hulu. Yeah, uh, I have. I've mentioned. I feel like I've mentioned this before. I got roped into it on a Spotify bumble. 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 Bundle because I mm. have Spotify for ten dollars a month, and then like you know, for three extra dollars, you could get Hulu. And I'm like, sure. Actually, I think my Sprint account might give me Hulu for free. You're just realizing this now. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember if I still pay for it or if Sprint pays for it now. I don't remember. I don't remember. No plug for Sprint either, but I do like Sprint. You can't say that anymore. Uh, no, I have Verizon and I don't even want to talk about Verizon mm. customer service. You don't. That's all I'm going to say. Don't. All I have to say is it once took me two full days to get something fixed with Verizon. Oh, that's it. Well, come on. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, 
do you want me to go into the nominations and awards first? Do the nominations and the awards. So I could not find any nominations or awards for season one. But for season two... Really? Yes. Okay. Season two, the Emmy nominations just came out, and Rami Youssef is nominated for Best Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, and Mahershala Ali is nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. It's for the Emmys. Now for the Golden Globes, yeah. Rami won for Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Was it nominated for anything else? I don't remember. I looked it up, and I don't believe so. I think that was the only okay. nomination. And win, so... Yeah. Okay, good for good for Rami. <laughs> exactly. So, I have the summary for season one, and then season two, they're really short, uh, because there's just... It's summary. Do you ever have a long summary? I do for one of the ones this month. Ooh! I won't tell you which one it is, because I didn't know what to include in the summary, and I was like, I just... There's so many things. I won't tell you which one it is. Season one. The first season shows us a look at an Egyptian Muslim family that migrated to America. While the show mainly focuses on Rami, the rest of his family definitely faces their own struggles. We see this in some of their own unique episodes. That's it. That's all I did. Right? Yeah. Okay. Season two. Rami continues his journey to find himself, where he stands with his faith. He travels. He dates. He explores more. He marries. And then... He gets into really big trouble. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. All right. Well, where you were nice and short with your summaries, I just looked at what I wrote for these characters this morning. You see, I I, I telecommuted with you, right? I said, Danielle, I know that you're going to do so much with the character list. Hmm, I'm going to make my summary short. I don't know why I was... (laughs) woke up at 6.30 this morning and decided to write all this without ca- coffee. So let's let's look at these notes, shall we? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so our main character is Rami Hassan, played by Rami Youssef. He's a guy in his late 20s who is suffering from an existential life crisis. He seems to be pretty goalless, but when he does set his goals, he succumbs very easily to, ten- to temptation. Um, one of his friends... Uh, comically says, you're so extreme with everything. It's like you're Ryan Gosling in a movie. (laughs) In season two, he meets Sheikh Malik, played by Mahershala Ali, who I freaking love, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, He is a man of few words, but exudes strength and wisdom from those few words. He takes Rami under his tutelage, even though there are so many red flags with Rami. Rami then meets the Sheikh's daughter. Daughter? (laughs) Daughter. From Hoboken. Zayna, played by Miami Boafo. That's what I'm sticking with. She and Rami get close while visiting a wealthy patron to ask him for his donation back. That's a whole other story. They enter into a courtship. This was the first time we, we as the viewer sees Rami actually opening up and focusing on getting to know someone without the possibility of them rushing into sex, which we have seen throughout this whole season, throughout this whole show. I was going to say. Rami lives with his parents, Farouk, played by Amir Waked. He immigrated to this country against his father's wishes uh, to have a better life for his family. He's a very serious and hardworking person, but we find out he does have a gentler side to him that we don't always see when we get to his little capsule episode. Uh, He is especially gentle towards their dog, Boomer, who we will get into how much I love Boomer. Uh, Farouk is married to Misa, played by Haim Haim Abbas. 
She is a stay-at-home mom who becomes an Uber driver to make friends, but she has a problem with having a filter, because she has none, and just whatever comes to his, her, whatever she's thinking comes out of her mouth, and she really doesn't think about how her words are affecting other people. Uh, Rami has a sister, Dina, played by Mai Kalamwe. Kal- uh, Rami's sister who watches her brother do whatever he wants and gets away with basically anything while she is under strict, strict rules from her parents. Um, also, she has she gets a lot of scrutiny for being a Muslim woman, and we see that a lot in her little capsule episodes as well. Uh, Rami works with his uncle Nassim, played by Laith Nikali. Uh, he has a store in the Diamond District and is very much like a portrait of toxic male masculinity. Or so we think. Or so we think. Uh, he scrutinizes women and gets under everyone's skin. Uh, Rami's sounding board are his three best friends. We have Steve, played by Steve Way, Mo, played by Mohammed Amir, and Ahmed, played by, guess what the actor's name is? Ahmed. No, David. Oh. <laughs> David Marheji. I'm so terrible at pronunciations. Anyway. At the end of the first season, Rami travels to Egypt and meets his cousin Amani, played by Rosaline Al- Albay. Uh, she and Rami have an instant connection, connection, and Rami doesn't even know that that's his cousin. He just thinks it's some hot girl. And at the end of the episode, it seems like something romantic is about to happen between the two of them, but we don't really know, and that's where we open up with season two. So... That was all my characters. That's what I wrote half asleep this morning. Why? What happened? What That's a lot up? of... No, I was looking up... Um, I wanted to look up the names of the characters, the ones that you were talking about. So, are, are we ready to get into the climax? Yes. Climax is surprisingly a lot shorter. shorter. I guess I <laughs> fell asleep at this point. Me? No, me, while I was writing this. So, when I was thinking about writing this climax... I thought about this time in college. I was incredibly hungover, and I had a giant glass of water on the table. And somewhere between picking the glass of water up off the table and putting it to my mouth to drink it, my hand spazzed out, and I spilled the glass of water everywhere. I just did that the other day, but with coffee. Wonderful. That's kind of like what happens with Rami in this show. Yeah, but like him with his life. He just spills his life everywhere. Like he he, he picks it up. You think he's going to go great. You think it's going to get there. And then just... It's like, huh? Huh? Whoa! And that is the show, Robbie. Good night, everyone. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, in episode 10, Rami and Zainab are engaged to be married. The family decides to come in from Egypt, including Amani. At the beginning of the episode of season 10, we get a flashback to when Rami and Amani were in Cairo at the end of season 1. Right. And it turns out that these two were having a secret affair from the family and, like, sneaking around. Sneaking around. That dissipated, and that explains why Rami was so depressed in the beginning of the season. But we find out that it's not just the sneaking around. It seems like he has re- he had real, real feelings for Imani, and then it just all fell apart. And then he kind of moved very quickly into marrying Zainab. So she winds up coming to his wedding, 
And us as a viewer, we're like, okay, how's Rami going to mess this one up? He's picking up that glass of water. Right. His hand is starting to shake. He's about to spill it everywhere. So. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, what we find out is that he decides to sleep with Amani the day before his wedding, gets married, consummates the marriage with Zainab, then, once they're done... It's like, you know, now that we're married, maybe I should be really honest with you. I slept with my cousin last night. Not only that, how many wives does he want? He'll settle for two. Oh my god. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Look, I need to, Danielle, we need to, I need to stop watching these shows because I'm going to have a panic attack before my wedding. I think I really am. <laughs> Dave, if you're listening, I love you very much, but I watch these shows and I'm like, da-da-da-da-da-da, panic! Also, uh, Blake, everyone I know, Christina is now engaged. Congratulations, Thank Christina. you, thank you. Worst way to find out. Yes. I'm having a panic attack over Rami's broken marriage. <laughs> I'm sure that's not going it's to not happen gonna happen. To it's not going to happen. So, Zainab is understandably extremely pissed, which, I mean, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So when Rami wakes up the next morning, she isn't there, but guess who is? Her papala. Daddy. Daddykins. So he winds up being naked, begging for forgiveness. Hence the title of the episode. You were naked in front of your shake? Being naked, begging for forgiveness to this guy who has given him multiple, multiple chances throughout this season because he has messed up way too many times. And he doesn't get it. And it seems like he's ruined everything. So, hey, Christina, what do you want to talk about again? <laughs> So I went over a couple of those things in my ending, but basically he tries to go back to his cousin after this and like confess that he made a mistake, that this was a mistake, but he doesn't feel like it was a mistake because he should be with his cousin and that he want, he's like, you know, going to leave his wife, but he doesn't get through all that because she kind of says that she feels like a piece of crap every time that they're together. Um, and whenever she does things, it's just like she feels that she's done things that she's just never done before and they make her just feel like an awful person. Can relate from past experiences, <laughs> right? So um, he ends up walking his dog. He leaves his house and he goes to his pal's car and his pal's name... Oh, the, uh... Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember his name either. Oh. Uh, he's the ex-military guy. Yeah. Dennis. 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 He goes to Dennis's car because he knows where it's abandoned because that's where they found the dog. Boomer. Boomer. Love that dog. And he sits in the car. He tries to start it. Doesn't start. Finally starts. And then what you hear is, like, an audiobook on how to be a Muslim. And it circles back to, like, the first episode where they talk about washing and being clean and preparing for your prayer for the Lord. Um, and then it kind of goes, I think it goes in, I can't remember, and I feel like this is really important, I can't remember if it goes into chapter 2 or chapter 3 before the credits roll. Because my theory is that this has kind of like been a foreshadowing concept throughout the whole thing. The whole prayer thing, the cleansing, and it's like, he cleanses and then he messes up. <laughs> <laughs> caught myself you did you get a job i caught myself can't speak this episode this episode might be an e we're talking about yeah whatever i'm not gonna do it again though i only did it in one episode so far 
And that was for comedic value. Yes. I didn't do it. I, this was an accident. <laughs> anyway, please continue. I made a boo-boo. Okay. So that was kind of like the symbolism, the foreshadowing throughout the whole thing. But my theory is that I can't remember when the credits roll if it says chapter three. Because if it says chapter three, then I'm thinking there's obviously going to be a third season. Yes. If it's chapter two, I don't know. And I don't know if this show got green-lighted for another season. So when I was on IMDb this morning, I did see that they have a little three for season three. So I think they are coming out with a okay. season three. So I thought that maybe... I was thinking that that would be a hint, but I wasn't sure because I, I just can't remember. And If he won the Golden Globe and he's nominated for... Uh, Emmys, there's no way that Hulu would be like, time to cut them. Fleabag ended on her own. That's, that's, that's a different story. But I'm just saying, it's possible. She waved at the camera, said goodbye. She waved at the camera and said goodbye. This did a perfect circle. That's why whenever there's a perfect circle, it always makes me think there's time for an end. And also, you haven't finished all of The Good Place. I haven't finished season four. But The Good Place released, like, listen, our storyline is done. We're not continuing after season four. I don't know. I still think that there's more to be had. More to be had. I think there could be as well. But I'm just saying, like, not every show is like Seinfeld and Friends, where it just goes on forever and ever and ever. This is a show that never ends. It goes on and on like Friends. Huh. (laughs) So, that's, like, my theory. But pretty much that's the ending. It rolls through the credits, and we hear on How to Be a Muslim, the audiobook. The fun will never stop. So, IMDb gave it an 8.0 out of 10. That's it? Yeah. The critics gave this on Rotten Tomatoes a 97%, and the audience gave it an 89%. Okay, so it's much higher on Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. The review that I had, I really liked it. It's short. Um, it, It was an 8 out of 10. And the title is, Season 1 is a Comedy, Season 2 is a Dramedy. That's exactly how I felt when I was watching this. So I could agree with that. I loved Season 1, funny, original, and thought-provoking. Season 2 takes on a different tone that still is original and thought-provoking, but not as funny as Season 1. Yeah, I feel like Season 2 was a lot deeper. It was more like Rami, like a more of a deep look into Rami as a person. Yes, but season one had me pissing my pants. <laughs> what? Which part in particular? Is, or does that go too much into your it's, highs and lows? No, it's honestly, it's like, it was like the, it's not like the Kaminsky method. These shows are nowhere near the same thing no. at all, but I had the same laugh value for me as a person mm-hmm. watching them. Like, I couldn't remember all the funny things because I just binged the whole thing. Yeah. But I just remember sitting there laughing, bees after bees after bees. And I love that. Yeah. And I feel like there's not a lot of shows now. That do that. No. Yeah, I agree. So I have a five-star review. And it says, Just as intention is the head of any good thing, love is the heart of every good thing. Rami season two was such a special, unexpected journey. It was heartening to see the show explore much more complex and nuanced themes and venture into directions I never anticipated. Rami continues to be only a gravely important show. I'm sorry, Rami continues to be not only a gravely important show, thanks to the powerful representation of Muslims, 
but also an unprecedented, uh, uh, wow, I cannot speak, an unprecedented and layered exploration of some truly intricate ideas and concepts of the Islamic faith. One of the most significant shows I've watched, such a joy. I thought that was beautifully written, and yeah, same. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed, like, you know what I thought was really interesting? Was like, I related to the show with Catholicism. Because there are so many things. So Danielle and I are Catholic. We went to Catholic school our whole life. And like we went through the church and everything. But there were so many. There were like a few things where I was just like. Oh I have a version of this that I can relate to. Yeah. Oh I have a version. And then there's like the. the I think there's like what is it like. Thir- the major 13 religions all have very similar practices. Well, like it's, it's, be honor your God. Be a good person. Treat others how they want to be treated. Yeah well if you think about like the Abrahamic religion. Wow, like relationships. The Abrahamic religion. Very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Judaism, uh, Christianity, and Islam. They all stem from Abraham, so of course there's overlap there. It's just as they, the core values are there, but then they like kind of right. figure out into different. Right. We all like to argue about crap. Like we don't, we don't cleanse ourselves when we go into church, but like. Holy water. That's what so the holy water, um, but people don't necessarily like look at you weird if you don't do holy water. No. I feel like you get judged a little bit more how you dress when you go into church. Yeah, like cause <laughs> sometimes I wear whatever. Listen, I'm there, I'm present, I'm with God, but I might be in sweatpants. <laughs> I think that's also just like a like a generational thing too because back in the day you had to dress up going to church now it's a lot more lax well I mean like they say that you're supposed to get dressed up but like I would get looks like if I I remember as as a teenager I would get looks like you know hair in a mounty bun like running into mass like just okay I'm here like praise time I always loved seeing, like, the little old, grand, like, Italian grandmas who still wore, like, the little, like, lace things over their head when yes. they were in church. Those were my favorite. I don't think there are any more of them left. I don't know. That's a harsh thing to say. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're extinct. Mm. Um, but I think, like, so in that regard, when... He gets crap for not doing something right, and they, you know, scold him and they lecture him. And I was like, "Oh, this is, yeah, I can relate to this." Um, the whole thing of like certain things that like you do and you're not supposed to do, like fasting. Like we uh, we fast, we're supposed to fast on like what is it, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, I think. And then I we don't it's eat. Just no, no eating meat. It's no eating meat on Fridays, but typically fast on like Ash Wednesday and um and and Good Friday at like one meal a day. So like certain things where it's like. Where you're trying to do certain things, you're around other people that are doing other things, so... Yeah. You know, I, I felt like there were a couple of things where I was like, oh, I have a version of this, I can relate to this, and that's why it's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. But I think that it also gave, like, a nice insight into... I mean, I, I know very little about Islam, but I liked the insights into, like, that religion. Like, okay, that, yeah. that's what that means. All mm-hmm. right, cool. As f- and that, like, kind of goes into my highs a little bit. I also liked back in season one, like, first episode, first scene, when it's him and his mother in the car. That scene was hilarious, right? Where he's like, what am I supposed to do? Just pick up girls in church? And she's like, why not? 
like the best place for them. You get the pick of the crop there. You know what I mean? So it's, I I liked that it was just humor right out of the gate. Yeah. I didn't have to go looking for it. It was put right in front of my face from the very beginning. I, any conversation with Rami and his friends, um, Mo and Ahmed. Yeah. Hilarious. Hel- <laughs> on the floor. Hilarious. You don't get a lot of that. Like, one thing I really liked here is that the dialogue was very authentic. Yeah. Like, when he's flirting with all the girls that he's seeing, when they have conversations and they're slightly talking over each other, mm-hmm. like, the dialogue was so authentic. It almost yeah. felt like it wasn't even planned that way. Like, yeah. it was just natural. Yeah, it was, like, very, very real. Like, this isn't an unrealistic show. Like, I can imagine this happening. Absolutely. But sometimes with the writing... Everything is written out so meticulously where it's like, obviously, like, outtakes have, like, coughs, sneezes, and, and things like that. But it, I, I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like I say one thing, now you say one thing, now I say one thing. Because not every conversation happens like that. I mean, we notice it all the time on the podcast. Occasionally, we talk over each other. Yep. But that's natural. It's a natural conversation. So I like that they kind of had elements of that. It was very, like, it was a very organic dialogue. Yeah, but it wasn't annoying. Yeah. Because a lot of times when everybody's talking at the same time, like, I watch Always Sunny, and they always talk over each other, and it's hilarious, but then sometimes I start to get anxious. I'm like, everybody's talking at the same time! And, but then you have Charlie Kelly yelling, <laughs> and his voice goes over everyone. It's like, all right, everyone shut up! And I'm just like, what is happening? So I think it was like a, a, a an in between, between like like real life and always sunny. <laughs> and then I think the only lows that I had was that like season two was more of a dramedy, and at first I was kind of bummed. I wanted it to be just as funny as season one, but it's still it's I felt like it still grabbed my attention the same way. And then the only other thing was like the whole thing with the cousin came on real quick. Like, they were like, we're cousins, we're cousins, we're cousins. And then they're like, do a quick smooch. And then he's like, by the way, I'm having sex with my cousin. Casually, all the time, maybe. I'm extending my vacation forever. It's like a little flip-flop back and forth in time. Yeah. There was, like, there was no lead-up to that. It was like, mwah. And it's like, by the way, I'm having this overly drawn-out fair. Yeah. You know, that wasn't necessarily a low for me. I kind of like how they did that because it kind of shows how Rami became to be like the way he was in season two because in season two you start out with him being incredibly depressed and he wouldn't even tell his friends that he had sex with his cousin right so I think it was kind of like this dirty secret that he was keeping inside of him and where the viewers kind of left to wonder like did he? I don't know. Maybe. And then you're in your mind, you're kind of like, okay, maybe he did it once. Maybe he didn't. You don't know. Right. And then once you get to episode 10 of season two, that's where you're like, oh, oh, you guys are having a, 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 a full out affair and you want to try to make this work, but you're afraid of what your family's going to think. Oh, okay. I think the part that tripped me up the most is that the storytelling styles yeah. are totally different from season one and season two. Yeah. Like, if this were to be, like, a seven-season show, for example, I feel like all of season one would be, like, a giant pilot. Yeah. Is that, make, is that weird to yeah, say that? Yeah, no, 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 I can understand Okay. That. Yeah, the, the storytelling style, and maybe it's because, like, one is more comedy-driven and one is more drama-driven, but um, I just feel like they were, the story, it was, like, almost, like, Tarantino-esque. Things were out of order. I had to remember where I was. Yeah. Um... So it was just, like, different in that regard. And maybe that's what's tripping me up. Maybe. 
So my high, I've mentioned this before, Boomer is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> she is the sweetest dog. She's just a pit bull who has love in her eyes and she just loves everyone. Um, I also, besides Boomer, I loved the idea that they did capsule episodes in both seasons. Yeah, me Where too. they really just focused on one character. I love things where it's like a deep psychological dive into a person and why they are and why they tick. We know. <laughs> we all know now. <laughs> Listen to I Love You Now Die parts one and two. Uh, I mean, just anything. I just love learning about why people are the way they are. Does that make me crazy? Maybe. No. Anyway, I love that he took a character. My favorites were of the mother, Misa, when she's the Uber driver, <laughs> and then she's becoming an American. Like, I loved all of it. Also, I did a little research on Rami, and yes, he's from New Jersey, as we know, because this took a lot of place in New Jersey. But also, he went to Rutgers for a period of time. He had the R on his computer, I just yeah. assumed. Uh, Dina was also wearing a Rutgers shirt. There was a lot of Rutgers memorabilia. I loved it. Of course you did. <laughs> did you have any lows? No. Of course no not. Lows. Of course not. Dan hey. Danielle's running for Miss America. Vote for her. I'm not bikini ready. Don't say that. Or is it workout That's attire nice. now okay. to be politically correct? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Snack, Snack break. break. I ate... Oh, I miss them so much. I had kettle-cooked potato chips because, as we've talked about before, it's the loophole in Whole30 because you could you could slice and dice potatoes tots real thin and bake them in oil and salt, make them extra crisp crisp, and I didn't do that. I just bought them at the store. That, that works too? Whole30 tells you not to do that, but whatever. And, like, just plain. plain. I had, what did I have? Sour cream and white cheddar. Those are good. They get like too much uh, after a while, you yeah. know. But regular plain kettle, ah, oh, oh mm -hmm. my god, that crunch, you know. Yep, I do know. It's so good. That was my snack. So I watched this like over a week. Like I would just pick up an episode here and there, and so I was mostly like eating lunch while I was watching this. And Christina. Have you ever had the frozen salmon burgers from Trader Joe's? Yes. So good. So I would like cook one of those, put it over a salad with a little of the Trader Joe's Green Goddess salad dressing. I love that salad dressing. That is the best salad Let dressing. me tell you, I'll just take fresh spinach and like throw that on fresh spinach. Yep. So good. If you are ever in your local Trader Joe's and you are in the refrigerated section and you're like, hmm, why is this dressing in the refrigerated section? Green Goddess, that sounds interesting. Buy it. It's expensive. Oh, it's it's like four dollars. I think it's like four. Buy us. It's like three ninety nine. I think. It's and it's not a big bottle. It is worth it. Buy it. It's. I feel like a green goddess. You know. Mm-hmm. Like you emerge. I have emerged from my shell. It's from like, the from the earth. Plants don't emerge from shells. Yeah. From the earth. Uh, they come from a seed, and there's a shell around the seed. Hmm. Mm, stretch. Okay. That's what I always call the Starbucks lady, green goddess. Oh. Green goddess, give me life. Sips coffee. <laughs> so for my expectation, I don't. I think I thought maybe that this was going to be more centered around. I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations, but I thought maybe yeah. it would be centered around mostly the dating aspect. And I'm glad that it wasn't. I'm glad that we got it to really like see 
dating, family, arguments, outside people, the religion. We got to see everything. Well, Hulu, when you see the little icon on Hulu, it's Rami in front of, like, a big fluorescent heart. Right. So your mind immediately thinks, like, okay, this is a guy who's having trouble dating. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And then I remembered that, I think it's in season two. Uh, yeah, it's in season two when they go to AC. Yeah. Yeah. For his wedding. And then I saw the... That's an interesting well, episode. It is. That's a... That's one that you will have to watch yourselves, guys, and, and let us and let us know if things. If we talk about that not, episode, it's going to be like, is there a TV MA? A it's going to be E-E-E-E-E-E. People are going to see the episode and it's going to say, Rami, yee! Yeah. And like, not for the, if you have not watched a show and you're listening to this, one, why? But two, you are probably thinking one thing, but it is not that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're thinking. I, I don't even you, just whatever you are thinking, no. Well, write to us and let it and tell us what you were thinking. So, when I thought about this show, I I feel like I made fun of it slightly on our Instagram stories because it won and I was like, "Who the f is this guy?" <gasps> Danielle. I know, I'm terrible. Um, because I was like, what, I'd never heard of this show before. I was like, this is, feels like this is just coming completely out of the blue. And then I, like, did not have high expectations for this show. Then I watched it, and I have to say, this is one of the best shows I've watched in such a long time. So all of this is very surprising to me because this was your pick. This was my pick? You fought for Rami. You were like, we should bump this up, we should move it up, we should see it sooner. Well, I guess I pushed it because it had won and I was like all right let's see what the hype is about okay so that's why I knew it won because I remember like seeing it win being like what the hell and now like I was like okay if it won let's watch it and now I know why that it won because it it, this is a show not many shows do this where it like it stuck with me like I would stop watching the show and I would just think about it and let it marinate not many things. Marinating the old noodle. It was marinating. Not a lot of stuff for me sticks, but this one stuck, and I've really, really enjoyed it. I would recommend this to any any person. I this so you always say you a lot of times you rate things on. Um, I rewatch it again. Yeah, yeah. I hundred percent. I already it. started because I started it with Dave. Which, by the way, you had mentioned to me, and then I had mentioned it to him, and he was like, oh, I have to mention this. I have to mention this. This is my IRL moment. I have to mention this. Okay, okay. So Danielle said that Rami, other than, like, Rami's screw-ups, Dave really doesn't have that kind of... No. But, like, how he reacts to things. Uh, okay. This is what I... I texted Christina this and I was like I'm not saying that Dave is Rami I'm saying that they both have the same tone of voice (laughs) they both have the same like kind of mannerisms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and every single outfit that Rami wears I can see Dave wearing right because Rami's very much like a street style and that's what Dave has too street smart (laughs) Street style. I I was trying to like word it properly in text. I'm like ah, I don't no, think she got it. But I, okay. I want to defend myself. It's on okay. Podcast. It's okay. It's okay. And because Dave. I well like I told him I was like okay you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. I don't think you would do that. But there's this one episode and I FaceTimed him. I was like Dave I'm not gonna ruin the show for you, but I have to tell you this. And it's the one episode where he's driving to see his grandfather, which I think is season end of season one. 
Oh my God. They're sitting there and they're arguing. He's like, why would you put the seatbelt on? And he has the seatbelt this way. And the uncle, cousin, friend of the family is driving the car. And he's like, we are the safest. Egyptians are the safest people. You're in the safest hands. And he's like, yeah, but like I got a seatbelt. And he's like, yeah, but you don't need to put a seatbelt on. And he's like, "Mm, I don't want the seatbelt. And he's like, this is pointless. He's like, but why don't we... He's like, I don't need to even drive with my eyes. I drive with my ears. And he's like, maybe we should drive with our eyes today. We should be a unit. And he's like, they, they like get through it. And he's like, why do you have the seatbelt? And the, Robbie looks at him. He's like, I'm going to put the seatbelt on anyway. And I was like, that, Dave, this, you, this is you. And then he just started laughing at me because I think he like was like kind of like quietly accepting it. Yeah. Ah, but I'm going to put it on anyway. Has, has he come like... I think that outfits really get me too because all of the outfits are so much of like what Dave wears. You wait till you see what he wants to wear for like the rehearsal dinner. Oh no. Oh yeah. We'll talk about it when we <laughs> after we wrap this up. What was your IRL moment? The only IRL moment that I have was in Uncle Nassim's capsule episode. <laughs> Which I can relate nothing to Uncle Nassim or that capsule episode. But he's at his like quote unquote boyfriend's house. His romantic interest house. That's, yeah. Is the only way to put it. Um, This guy ordered pizza, and he ordered Domino's, and Uncle Nassim just could not help but say, you know there are better pizza places in New York than Domino's. And the guy's like, well, Domino's, it's like, it's got its own unique taste to it. It's really not even pizza. And he's like, ha, that should be Domino's slogan. It's not pizza, it's Domino's. And I could relate to that. And I've also had a weird craving for Domino's. Like, I really want some Domino's pizza. I hate you. There's one around the corner for me, and I think I pass it all the time. And I'm like, hmm, I could kind of go for a slice of Domino's. Not even going to call pizza. You have to be in the mood for Domino's, I agree. It's like a very specific taste. But yeah. I like the thin crust. Thin. Thin, thin, thin. Mm. Are we ready to wrap this up? I believe so. All right. Well, thank you for going on this journey with us, friends. Reach out to us. We're on Instagram at Hey It's Two Girls. We're on Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Class Sixtina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. You can send us an email at Two Girls Watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T W O. And check out our YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. Yes. All right. All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you.